Adam. Yeah. Do you live by yourself? Yes, I do. So, why, as a single bachelor, technically a single, you know, single home living bachelor, why have you put an amazing amount of effort into your fucking Christmas tree? <laughs> I haven't. Like my my sister did it. So when she picked up my dog, because they have my dog when I'm working nights, she just put up my Christmas decorations while I was out. That that's like Kevin McAllister Home Alone vibes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, it's on my desk as well. Do you remember the Kevin McAllister? Well, do you remember the McAllister? McAllister. Oh my god. Doesn't the tinfoil tickle your balls, though? It doesn't quite reach. <laughs> hey, you're admitting it, not me. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> you don't know what you just said? Yeah, I know what I said. Oh, okay. You're running with it, are you? Do you remember in Home Alone, he's got that huge house, and there's so much turkey and... Well, not turkey and tinsel, but there's just so much tinsel and tree. And then you think, how does his dad pay for everything? What kind of job does he have to have such a huge house? When really, when all the cousins leave... You've only got, like, a family of four, or a family of five. Yeah, it's a massive house. Isn't that house still, like, up for sale, or you could buy it, or someone lives in it, and it's got the same interior? I don't know. I think, I'm sure that's something like that I've seen on, like, uh, like Instagram or Reddit. I have no idea, you filthy animal. <laughs> this this could be our Christmas episode. I just realised, here's a late, late minute, this, or last this, minute thought. <laughs> this could be our Christmas episode, I, yeah. Because I probably won't fucking see you till next year. But more than likely... More than likely. I think, okay then. Even so, though I said in that last one, even though I said like, oh, I'm going to be more regular and I haven't been more fucking regular. You you have. I mean, once a month is pretty good for you. Well, I felt I like don't there, think there I... was a point. There was a point where I was like, I have to fucking get back on the, the podcasting thing because I haven't, I haven't done one in ages with you again. We've got a lot to talk about. Not like we have an actual structure right now. You might have at the moment, but I don't. I think to to add to our Christmas episode, maybe we should have like Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas" just played on repeat in the uh, in the background music. Yeah, of course, that makes sense. I am scarred for life from working at the Lindine when during Christmas and Turkey. For, for those who don't know, again, me and Adam used to work together in this hotel, and for three months out of the year, they had these turkey and tinsel weekends, where on the weekend it was like celebrating Christmas every. Saturday and Sunday, or maybe Friday night and Saturday, really. But it was yeah. two nights, and they used to play Christmas songs. So for three months of the year, all you'd get is Mariah Carey, basically all the famous songs. What about that one that they banned? You know that, um, oh, you scumbag, you maggot, you cheap, lousy yeah. faggot. The, yeah, that. that one, where the, where the couple are fighting. They'd play that, Mariah Carey, and that's just, I can't even think of the other ones, but I know them. If I walk into a mall, I'm like, get me out of here. I'm having PTSD. <laughs> over this over this work I did. Yeah, they always play. And, and it was a three C D changer. One C <laughs> Oh my god, I hate I hate Christmas. I really fucking hate it. <laughs> I've softened to it more, I I guess. I I don't really love it, but I have softened to it more because I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, there's no there's no enthusiasm from me, but you go we go to this we went to Barton Grange recently, which is like you know do you know, have you, have you, do you know where that is? It's basically no. a fucking place which, like, it's dead pretentious, it's, everything's overpriced, and the inside, it's like someone threw up Christmas. What's the name of it again? Schemes. Barton Grange. It sounds pretentious for Blackpool. Barton Grange. Barton Grange. <laughs> and they've got, like, a little side thing at the side called the Flower Bowl. It sounds like a little village outside of, you know, the, uh, the London SW postcode area. In between Brighton and London. I'm going to Barton Grange. Brighton's too popular for the kids nowadays. To be honest, it is, it is a nice 
place, but it's just everything's too expensive. They have a place across from it called like the the Flower Bowl, which is like indoor cinema slash indoor restaurants and like um, a shuttle puck thing you can do. What's a shuttle puck? You know where you you uh, do that thing on the floor and then goes in the circle at the end. I don't know what it's called, but it's that basically. What was this hand action? They do that thing with the ice. <laughs> you mean they're, they're brushing the ice to clean it as they're throwing this thing with a handle? Is that what it is? It's got a, it's, they've got a handle on it and they... It's, it's like a little puck thing and it goes across and they're trying to like get it in the circle at the end to get the points or whatever. I don't... So it's like ice balls? Like that, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Well anyway, we don't really celebrate Christmas in Hong Kong so this is a refuge. This is why I'm still here. So have, it's great. Do you, have like, do you have like Chinese New Year and stuff? Y yeah, but that's... But that's in February. Well, they celebrate Chinese New Year. It's a three-day holiday over here. So that's pretty swish. Three days off. Everyone just goes hiking anyway. And they... The international schools will celebrate Halloween. But you can't really do Halloween in apartment blocks. You know, use the elevator and then go to floor, you know, 15B, 15C, 15G. Okay. And you, and then you go to 16B or A, B, C, D. You know what I mean? It sounds a bit... It's a bit weird, so isn't it? When you... So they don't do that. They just run around at school. Where's the place? It's not. In, it can't be Hong Kong then. Where is it? Where they have KFC somewhere? Is it China or somewhere? And it's like they have just pure. That's that's where people have their Christmas. What yeah, that? that's in China. They fucking love China. KFC. And, yeah, they love. They fucking love KFC over there. <laughs> they have like a fucking giant buffet or something, and it's just like this yes, all you can eat KFC thing, and the menu is like twice as big. There's like anything here or America. They probably have like dim sum fried chicken, I don't know, but they add extras to it. For a country with secrets, they do love the secret recipe. <laughs> have you not been tempted to go like to China, like visit there? I've been to China twice, what are you talking about? Have you? Yeah, you plum. I don't think you had. I went after I, I met you, you in Blackpool. Right. Remember when I travelled, literally travelled on a train around the world? I didn't know you went to China though, I thought you went to like Russia... Yeah, so where does the where do you think the train goes? <laughs> so you got off and like, were you there for a few days? Yeah, I got off for a few days, yeah. Like two days in uh, Beijing. And then in 2018, I went to Shenzhen, which is like an hour away. You can take the train, the MTR, the metro train. And then you cross the border. Yeah, and you jump on their train system. I don't know. I, I... You know what's really scary though? When you go to Shenzhen, it's basically like Beijing. That's like me going to London and then going to Blackpool and Blackpool looks exactly like London. That's what it's like because they've they've basically managed to recreate every city to look the same with huge roads so that in one way there's nowhere to hide. There's no dark alleys or anything like that for criminals, I guess. I'm sure you've got smaller streets, but the modern areas that are basically all the same. It's like they just reformatted the country and said, right, this is the template. How we got it in Beijing, that's how you're going to do it everywhere else except for Hong Kong because Hong Kong's a bit different, still, kind of. Be careful who you say that to. Anyway, back onto Christmas. There's no one celebrates it. I won't see any. I, I keep saying turkey and tinsel. That's how ingrained it is in my mind from the fucking Lindine. But no turkey and tinsel out in the windows. And some people might say Happy Christmas to me because I'm white, so okay. they're being racist. Okay, so I have to. Are they being Are they being racist or are they just respecting like? Of course they are. They just They just. They think they look at me. They see a white guy. Oh, we must celebrate Christmas. It's racism, <laughs> basically. It's not racist. They might just be nice. It's, to it's you. racist. 
No. Oh, racist. come on, man. <laughs> presumptuous there, like someone's just being racist to you. Well, they're presumptuous to me because of the colour of my skin. If I was Chinese, they wouldn't say it, for sure. They wouldn't say it if I was Chinese. I mean, do you still celebrate Christmas? I mean, because you're there. No. No, I don't. No? These... Not even... I only put these lights on for you. <laughs> That's it. The, the, the background is a lot better. The background is a lot it better is, now. It is. It yeah. is. For, for those wondering about this pink glow behind me, this is these are my grow lights for my indoor garden. It's very nice. I've not I've not really made an effort except for the except for the infinity stones up there. Um, what else can I do to finish your question off as to what they celebrate in Hong Kong? They celebrate Easter, but you see, Hong Kong have got it down to a science because you go to the malls. And obviously we've got Marks and Spencers here and we've got Tesco here. And so those shops will follow the seasons of are they like Western popular? consumerism. Are they, are they popular? Yeah. 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 Marks and Spencers is huge here. Really? Yeah. And um, we've got like, we've got a huge one that's just 10 minutes away. That's, uh, that's just by weird walking. to think that but, Marks and Spencers in Hong Kong. <laughs> they've expanded the, um, the, the supermarket section just recently. So it's even bigger. Before it was just like in the corner, but now it's huge and you can walk around. And you can get like full size trolleys. Like huh? all like you can get all like Western type food there and stuff like that and they Yeah. Is that what they Okay. Yeah, they're all imported. Oh, you can buy okay. British milk. British milk oh, on the shelf. And they, they love all that shit, do they? They're, they're quite Yeah. Because British food and American food to to some extent is seen as exotic and cultured. So they'll lap that shit up. So anyway, they'll do the Easter, Christmas and Halloween, you know, malarkey. But the Chinese shops obviously won't. They yeah. they just stay. They've just got this. They've just got their own promotions that do whatever they want to do. The international schools will celebrate it, which means by extension the parents will also celebrate it. So the drinking areas, which are pretty Western, they'll do you know Halloween nights, Christmas nights, that stuff. But otherwise, if you're in an office that has some tinsel on the ground or on the, they've just got some effort. That's it. Otherwise, you don't really see Christmas and Halloween. I mean, I don't know how often you would use anything like that, but do you, do you go in Tesco or M&S and stuff like that? It's quite handy for someone, say, like, you know, a British person to be living in Hong Kong and have those things there available. Yeah, but... I can't no, imagine I don't. using them. I don't think it's hard to use them. Very rarely do I actually use Marks & Spencer, unless I want some um, crumpets. But then even then, the crumpets are not Warburton's crumpets. Sorry to digress for a second on the quality of crumpets, but the Warburton's do the best crumpets. Marks and Spencer's a shit. But they're just Clearly not, they're you're not, not ordinary. a crumpets fan. Yeah, but they're not ordinary no. crumpets. They're M&S crumpets. Yeah, but you eat crumpets, right? Yeah. Speaking as one British man to another, you're into crumpets, aren't you? Yeah, I like crumpets. I like crumpets. I like muffins. I like... Okay, but have you ever tasted a non-Warburton's crumpet? Yeah. Right, well, they're shit, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've actually... I've, I've had, like, my own, my own brand at... Uh, where I work. Oh yeah, you're at fucking Little, aren't you, Aldi? Little. Oh Little, I can't, I can never get the hit. which one right, but okay, Aldi. Say Little. Which one? Which one did you say little. again? Little. <laughs> okay. They're they're good. They're pretty good. I'll take your word for it. You know it's highway robbery though. Considering if the Warburtons, like the the Warburtons crumpets are like a pound in the UK for six, over okay. here they're the equivalent of eight pounds. No, oh my god, man. Yeah. Eight oh, pounds that's... for six crumpets. Oh, that stings. And they're frozen. Ooh. And you know what the worst part is? There's an Australian company that sells crumpets, and they're 12 pounds for six. 
and you think they'd be better, but they're not. They're, they're, they're worse than Marks and Spencers. What's with the crumpet inflation? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the specialty of crumpets? I have no idea. And then the Australian company they do chocolate crumpets, and I thought, oh okay, I'll I'll try those because I love crumpets, of course, except only Warburtons. And it's just basically eating a muffin, a chocolate muffin. You, you put it in the oven, rehydrate it, or reheat it, and then you can't put butter on it because it's there's no there's no actual you're not making it with the ingredients of a crumpet and then putting chocolate in it. It's actually just a candy, like a muffin. It's not the same thing at all. It's garbage. So I threw them away, never buying them again. So if you ever come and visit me, bring some fucking crumpets, Warburtons. Okay. Oh my god, man! I could probably send. <laughs> it's wild over here for British food. But Marks and Spencer's is actually, I think, priced accordingly. But it's just the Warburton's when you buy it from one of the Chinese shops, international Chinese shops that bring in, you know, international food. Like we've got um, British British yogurt over here. And f for a pot of yogurt, I think, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head now, but I know in the UK when I visited you, it was like £1.50. Here it's 50 It's So it's £5 for a tub of yogurt. What about... The Tesco there, does that price the same equivalent to here? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's actually pretty good, but they're called U Select here, and they're not like upmarket unless you go to like unless you go to a special U Select store where they sell all the Tesco finest. But you only find those in high end areas of Hong Kong. Do they not sell Warburtons? Uh, no, they actually push a lot of their own brands. It's their own branding inside a Tesco store here. They don't. They don't cater because you got to remember that Tesco is in the UK, so they'll just—it's easy to supply Tesco with UK brands. Here, you've got to export everything, so they'll just export the Tesco stuff or rebranded Tesco stuff. Hmm. You know what? I just realised we haven't explained what a crumpet is to anybody who doesn't know what a crumpet is. Let me let me just go to Wikipedia. I mean, I'll let you explain. I mean, I don't know about how you'd explain it to anybody else. I mean, it's just a toasted thing. Oh, there's a warning. I'm using a VPN at the moment, and now Wikipedia are asking me for a donation. Uh, so a crumpet is a small griddle bread made from an unsweetened batter of water or milk, flour and yeast, eaten in the United Kingdom, Ireland, Canada, New Zealand, South Africa, South Africa and Australia. Crumpets are regionally known as pikelets. I've never heard of a pikelet. A name also applied to a thinner, more pancake-like griddle bread. A type of the latter is referred to as a crumpet in Scotland. There we go. Supposedly, they originated from in Wales. It's part of an Anglo-Saxon diet. So, you know, for all the uh, white nationalists in the UK, it is, it is a British or it is an English or native food that you know the foreigners didn't import, like tikka masala. <laughs> and number twenty-nine on the Chinese menu. Oh, okay. For visuals, the the the, the, the surface of it hardens up and the inside really doesn't if you do it properly and then the surface is like the the face of the moon where it's got all the holes inside it because of the asteroids and then you put the butter on it you put shitloads of butter on it it just seeps in and then the best the best is marmite if you disagree with me you can get off this fucking podcast now fucking I'll do the rest marmite, by myself man. no man fucking fuck marmite. you get off That's or cheese or cheese foul. i'll take cheese i'll take cheese as a second answer you can, you can have cheese but red leicester marmite. red leicester don't give me any of that fucking Wiltshire shit. I can go for any sort of cheese. I'll be fine. Okay, okay. It's very diplomatic of you. But but Marmite, you're absolutely... <sighs> Thousands of Australians, listen Australians listening to this would agree with you. <laughs> fucking love that Vegemite. <laughs> no.
know. I was actually going to ask you how much butter you put on. I could imagine you wouldn't put a lot on, but yeah, butter is required. I slather, slather it on. It's the only time you ever use that word slather is in context with butter and crumpets. <laughs> but you must miss that in the morning. I, I like to have a crumpet in the morning, man. Definitely. And then, for those concerned, we actually refer to women as a bit of crumpet as well, don't we? That's how much it's, uh, you know, pushed itself into the common lexicon of uh, addressing women. Fine bit of crumpet, that lass. Can't address anybody anymore. People are just women, men, and they. Just like Renton said in, in Trainspotting, they're just cunts. <laughs> That's it. Should we have the right like, idea. from our general weird chat we're having? Should we get into an actual topic? <laughs> I guess so. I'll keep it in the YouTube, but I'll take it out of the podcast, maybe. I don't know what topics you've got, because you haven't updated the, the shared notes, and I only just decided to just bang out some stuff in this notepad that I've got separate from you to keep it as a surprise. But if you want to talk about the UK for a bit, how's, uh, how's the Omicron? It's Omicron. <laughs> Unicron is next. Can you imagine someone, somebody from the, from the toy party like, Unicron, yeah, that sounds like the next variant, and they don't realise it's just a made-up name from Transformers. <laughs> We've got to wear, people have got to wear masks now back in. It's, it's really, really weird. Because it's like, yeah, you go in, in shops and general stuff like that, wear a mask. In bars and restaurants, nah, don't wear a mask. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> fucking what? If you go across the board, Boris, you absolute spanner. It's great. We, we haven't changed our rules at all. We're just, we don't even have Omicron here except in the airport. We catch it all at the airport now. Everyone's been vaccinated and stuff like that. And I know it's not a, a cure or whatever, but... I think now it's like, I think we're past the point now where it's like, just, just kind of get on with it. Because if they wanted to keep the mask thing in place, they should have just kept it in place to begin with and not get rid of it. And now they just sort of got rid of it. And now they're putting it back in place again, but only for certain things. And it's like at the same time of year again as last year. And I'm just like, I just stick to one thing. Stop trying to change things all the fucking time. The British government is about as predictable as a rainy day. Do I need to bring my umbrella? And then it rains, you go run back into your house, you get your umbrella, you go back out, it's sunny again. And then you, oh fuck it, I'll leave it home. You go back out and it rains again. In, out, in, out, make up your mind. And how does it affect your business? It's not really affected it, just everyone has to wear a mask again now. But do you still get the bros coming in? I don't need to wear a mask, bro. I don't know, it only started today. So I wasn't at work today and I'm not back until like Sunday, so I'll find out then. Oh, you got four days off? Yeah, I'm going to uh, Edinburgh on Thursday. What for? <laughs> Why is Edinburgh, it a secret? Going to Edinburgh with, with uh, my partner. With your special lady friend? You're going to Edinburgh for Christmas market? There's no one in Blackpool yeah. that suffices. Christmas market in Blackpool is like going to a bloody yeah, but... flea market or something. Edinburgh? You're skipping Lancaster, Leeds, London, not London, uh, Newcastle. We would go to like the Manchester Christmas markets, but I don't really rate them so I was like I've been to like the one in Edinburgh before and it's quite good and Edinburgh's quite a nice city to visit anyway instead of just having Christmas sort of times so it was like oh Christ do you go by train um no she's gonna drive damn you've got a lady who can drive drive yeah damn that's so hot <laughs> it is women, women drivers are so, uh, so attractive to be a woman driver <laughs> really yeah because they're in control <laughs> They're in control. They literally are in control. They have to They have to do the legwork, in, in effect. I mean, I haven't even bothered learning to drive yet, but I need to do. I need to do. 
Why bother? You were born to be driven, Adam. Not born to drive. <laughs> it is actually really convenient sometimes. You know, like, because, like, the money, I don't have to fork out any money. Someone's always driving for me. If I'm going anywhere, like, away with friends, one of them's always got to drive. I don't have to do anything. I just have to get in a car and then they drive. There's no zero effort from me. You can say that, but I saw this meme and it was about an American guy who is basically saying, I don't have a car. <clears throat> no, actually, it starts with the European guy and it says, I don't have a car. And the women say, just catch the fucking bus. And then the American guy says, I don't have a car. And the women reply and say, don't ever talk to us again or we're going to call the police. <laughs> because the car is so ingrained in American culture and you just can't get anywhere. And it's a status symbol or more of a status symbol than it is in the UK that... You know, you and I are just like, eh, don't have yeah. to do it. Just just catch the bus, which is good enough. I'm waiting for self-driving cars from uh, Tesla or something. I'll be all right. I'll just wait for those. <laughs> okay, so you're going to Edinburgh for four days. Good. Good for you. See a bit of the country. And, and to our American listeners, you do not need a passport to leave the UK, uh, to leave England to go to Scotland. Which is good, unless, unless she decides to close the borders because of the variants. You mean um, Nicola Sturgeon? Nicholas Sturgeon, yeah. Wow, I wonder why she's got such a great name. Like, it's named after a fish. <laughs> What's that about? I don't know. If you think about family names, how they start, and then someone says, listen, son, we don't have a family name. Holy fuck, look at the size of that fish. That's a sturgeon. Right, we're going to be called Sturgeon from now on. That's our name now. It's weird. Yeah, I do find it weird how the culture and the heritage of everyone's names, where it starts. Hey, speaking, speaking of etymology and words and stuff, do you know a word that rhymes with uh, purple? No, you don't. Okay, but I do, and it's from a Scottish word. It's just so this is how it links in. It's called herple, H-I-R-P-L-E, herple, and it's what you call someone with a limp when they walk. He's got a herple. <laughs> <laughs> what the fucking? This is so random. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw it in there. No, because it's just as random as being called fucking Mister and Mrs Sturgeon. Okay. Well, well, you think about your name, Hale. It's like that's another way to say hello. So. At some point in your family's history, Hail. was there somebody who didn't want to be called Mr. Hello or something? I don't know. Or Mr. Hi. And it was just like, Hail. And it was like, Hail. Hail. Hail Caesar. We're, like, we're, getting, what's, we're getting into different territories there. Yeah, what's going on? I mean, you can yeah, do my name. you putting that hand. <laughs> Hail. The last guy who did that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Hail. 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 And it, it was like this. It was blocking like the way. face. Well, sometimes way. he just, it's like he was half assed. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's the leader. Leaders can he's always half ass it. He's like, oh, I go fuck. Whatever. <laughs> so, so gay when you do it like that. That's what he was. Hi. <laughs> you are aware that we're, we're like fully entrenched in this idea of like having to do the, like, the laziest natty salute ever. <laughs> 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 no, no. If you're going to do a proper manly. Uh, salute the German way then you gotta really flex it out there put some oomph into it (laughs) a couple of Jews have to die when you do that you know (laughs) and you know it's a real fucking it's a real salute I remember when I went to like Berlin I think my family was very scared about what I was gonna do over there I was like I'm not gonna do anything I'm gonna before I was gonna like go around like zig heiling everybody (laughs) what <laughs> okay, happy Christmas, everybody. <laughs> the fuck? Okay, we're, we're still remember, kind of bantering again. I, Go I on. remember 
we went to this museum which is across from where the fucking headquarters of the Gestapo used to be, which has now turned into like a museum of like remembrance and what it used to be basically. But across from that was another place. And we went into it and it was like the security guard was just like in his chair like that. And like Stuart's friend Mark went, you can see the bullet holes outside the building. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool, great. He's like, I wonder what this building used to be. Let's go ask the security guy over there. And I'm like, let's not ask the security guy over there. And then he's like, hey, mate, what this building used to be? And he's just, this guy's like, always museum. And it's just like, really? Was it always a museum? He's like, yes, always a museum. <laughs> it's like, all right then. You know, actually, you just reminded me, and we can get onto this as a as a larger topic. There's a podcast I've started listening to, and it's called "We Have Ways of Making You Talk," and <laughs> it's got a famous. Do you know it? I've well, I've heard the saying. I've so yeah, Oh, okay, okay. You've heard the saying. Okay, I thought you were reacting to the to the name of it because of the saying, and you knew it. But it's got a famous comedian in it, and they interview people, and they talk about war stories from World War Two. And there was a couple of episodes ago where they asked what do the Germans think of the war? Because in our popular culture as British people, we always bring up the war and it's always a reference because we're so fucking proud that, you know, we won with the Americans' help, of course. And we got one over Germany, especially with the World Cup. And then they talk about it from the Germans' perspective. And really in Germany, while they don't forget about what they did, it's not, it's not something that's endemic in their culture anymore yeah, to the yeah. same degree that... They hold it up as like something that they're proud of or even a, even ashamed of. I mean, of, of course, if they don't, I guess later generations probably won't feel as connected to it. But those that are still alive yeah. obviously would feel some kind of shame, especially when you think about people today supporting, you know, Mr. Kefefe in the, UK, in, in the United States for the insurrection January 6th. And you realize, oh, a lot of people thought they were doing good and they were trying yeah. to rescue their country. Because that's the parallels that they're making. Those people in America think they're doing something good. They don't think that they don't think they're bad. They're trying to, you know, save the nation, so to speak. And then your entire worldview gets flipped over as soon as the Russians <clears throat> and the Americans pile into your country and say, "Actually, you've been gassing Jews. You've been doing this, this, and this." And they're like, "Holy fuck, we were wrong. You know, we are the baddies." Yeah. But then the rest of it, they just continue, and it, it's just a really productive nation. Yeah. Want to want to put it behind them, but they're not ignorant of it. Yeah, we don't build. They don't build their identity around it. No, it is interesting. I've always I've always found it fascinating how you how you'd be if you were a German citizen if you were born in Germany and then that was your culture, that was your back, you know, your history basically. That's it's a weird, that's a weird thing to think about from my, from my perspective being obviously not of that. It's like oh, it's weird. How would you feel like being basically on the losing side? Basically, that's what happened, and then moving on from that and. I, I'm really fascinated about the after effects of like how it happened. How I mean, the the few, obviously that half probably good year or half a year after the war and stuff like that. How the country actually prepared itself and like got over everything. And I find it fascinating how people actually had to then kind of carry on and go right. Well, where do we go from here? Sort of thing. Fascinating sort yeah. of stuff to sort of try and get your head around. Like fucking hell, you have to repair your entire country because obviously it got bombed to fucking shit. Everything, and plus all the emotional and all the other damage as well. Christ, what a thing, what a hurdle to get over. Yeah. The the host, by the way, one of them, on name drop, I think you'll know one of them, Al Murray. Okay, yeah. And the other host is Simon Holland. 
uh, sorry, James Holland, but I've never heard of him. Um, historian, author, and broadcaster of the Second World War, uh, Chalk Valley History Festival. I'll put it in the show notes if you want to check it out. Anybody else wants to check it out. The other podcast is that I want to talk to you about is Sunny in Philadelphia. They, the hosts, sorry, three of the comedians from the show, which is Rob Delaney, the guy, uh, well, Charlie. Actually did a, they actually did a podcast. They, did, they, no, they, actually, they, they just started. No, no, it's they just started a podcast and they're reviewing every episode <clears throat> and just talking okay. about lots of behind the scenes. There's no adverts, which is surprising because they could certainly monetize it. They did an episode where they did start a podcast and it was like Dee and Dennis <laughs> started a podcast oh, really? in one of the episodes. I haven't watched any of the latest stuff at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, Glenn Howerton, Charlie Day, and Rob McCain. McLean, Mc, Mc, here's another person with a fucked up, you know, where did that name come from sort of name. Mc, McElhaney or something. I Fuck him. Fuck him and his family name. <laughs> Charlie Day, good. Glenn Howerton, good. Okay, great. So I've, they've done about five episodes, so it's only just started. D, Sweet D, the person who plays Sweet D, she's not in it, and Danny DeVito's not in it. It's just the three main, three main white people to, uh, to you know, represent the show. Racist. It's racist. There's no black people, but there's no black. There's no black stars. Doesn't matter. If it's racist. They gotta have a trans person on. D can do. She can do the blackface and go in as Montina Martinez or whatever she was called. <laughs> I hope they actually talk about the blackface because I bought, I used to buy the series of Apple. Do you remember? I told you this before and they've deleted those episodes. So they've taken them off me. Yeah. All six episodes, they're gone. I need to speak to Apple and say, I paid for that. Why have you taken them off me? I can't re-download them. So they're they're gone. And you can see they haven't hidden the track numbers. So it will say one, two, three, five, six, seven, nine, ten. It is. That's fucked. So I'm going to have to jump on a torrent and download all the episodes and get them the way <sighs> I want them. God damn it, man. Why, why does everyone have to be bloody censored like that? I don't know. <sighs> the whole point of the blackface is to, is to show how shitty it is to do blackface. And you can't... We, we did talk about this. I'm sure we did. Because the point was talk- is that you can't have a satirical take on it which would educate, but you can have, you can have a lowbrow stuff yeah we talked instead. about because they did a lethal weapon uh, remake in their little in one of their episodes they then one of them was um obviously danny glover's character <laughs> yeah no but i think what i mean is we were making we made the point we finally got to the point where we said this is something we could learn from and yet they're yeah. removing it they're removing the history or the cultural context for it when what you want is really good understandings or clever interpretations of what blackface has an effect on yeah. inside a culture and if you get rid of that then people are just going to still do blackface because no one explains it to them and at the same time people expect other people to know okay anyway they do a great podcast it, it's kind of funny and uh you just get to see you get to hear how they all conduct themselves uh in a survey in a very natural way where they just start swearing and fuck this and they're talking about glenn was talking about the loudest person ironically on a production is is the guy with the sound with the boom Okay. Doing the, yeah. Right, and then the guy is the guy is always chewing, chewing gum, <laughs> and he can hear it. So, the, okay. so he gets into his, you know, his sort of more OCD or behind the scenes uh, insight <laughs> into these episodes. Okay, I'll have a look at that. Yeah, because I, I, I'm amazed that they did one. That's crazy. Do you actually listen to podcasts? Um, I, I do sometimes. If I'll um, 
got I've got some in the background. I'll probably put one on, but it's mostly like probably Joe Rogan and stuff like that. Still listen to him? Yeah. On Spotify? Uh, sometimes on Spotify. It's mostly on YouTube. Oh, okay. You fucking turncoat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Joe Rogan now? <laughs> no, you're just you're using Spotify. It's I don't what? give a shit about Joe Rogan. You you use Spotify? Yeah. Yeah, Spotify? it's not really what's right with Spotify. It's it's a shitty podcast player, and it doesn't really doesn't really work properly. And it's not using RSS. I mean, my podcasts are on Spotify just to get the numbers yeah. in. But I would hope that everyone's like, oh, it's on Spotify. I'll download it on my podcast app. <laughs> kind of thing, you know. You see the price in one shop, and you go to the other shop to buy it instead. That's what I hope. But uh, yeah, no, no, I don't mind. I'm I'm not going to use Spotify. That's all. I just don't want to. I've I've spent money on my own podcast app. I mostly use it just for like music and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, music is fine. Um, I use the free tier because I don't really listen to a lot of music. Do you, anyway. the, do you use Spotify for music and stuff? I do. If I want to check out a song, because I'll get the full song with with no adverts for that one song, then I'll do it. But sometimes I'll put Taylor Swift on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that 1984 album is kind of interesting. So I'll listen to that sometimes. <laughs> kind of. It didn't speak to me. I just like I just like some of the melodies. Okay. It's like that song, like, Welcome to New York. And it's like, why has no one ever done, like, a Welcome to London? Welcome to London. <laughs> There's just something about the... It adds to the mystique of being in New York and being a New Yorker. I'm always watching these videos of people having tantrums on, on their metro system. And I share them. <laughs> I share them with um, with friend of the show, Joseph Bayshaw, uh, who's not related to the TV show. Uh, what's that? Jersey, Jersey Shore. It's not a riff. Okay, yeah. username anyway. Yeah. And things just escalate on the New York metro. There'll be like stone cold racists just on the train shouting the N-word and they're drinking cheap shit American beer. And oh, I'm a lawyer. You can't do anything about it. And they chuck him off and they take his stuff. (laughs) You can see everything on that. If you go to the metro in New York, it's it's crazy. It is. You see all sorts of people. It's it's interesting. It's very interesting. There's the fights. I watched this black guy punch this white woman in the face. Okay, (laughs) because he was he was doing something. And he dared her to say, no, it wasn't the N-word, but he just dared her to, to clap back at him. And she did it. And he just fucking went boom in her face and she took it. It was a little woman. She took it on the chin. And he said, you need to get out of my business. You know, you white piece of, tr- piece of trash or whatever. Stay out of my business. But it's like, you're causing a problem on the train. So it's everyone's business. You don't get to cause a problem for yourself <laughs> and not say it's, it's an inconvenience to other people on a crowded train. Right? And you then should, the other part, go on. You should visit... Uh, I know you don't want to, but like visit America or New York or something. I think you'd like visiting it. No way, no way. Do not want to go. I really feel like you'd like (laughs) visiting somewhere like that, just to see it, just to experience it in person. I could see it on Reddit with the videos. It's good though. I I know, I know you love America. New York was nice. Washington was really nice. Washington, believe it or not, Washington Washington was like it was. It was nice. It was clean. Did you ever sing the national anthem while you were over there, just to get you know get in, ingrained into the culture? No. When you're in the when you're in the Walmart and you see the flag, do you ever like? <laughs> they don't the do that. They don't do that in the UK. We don't have the British flag on the UK unless it's on a packet of crumpets. We are not very patriotic here in the in the UK. <laughs> yeah, we both scorn and praise our national identity sometimes, whereas <laughs> Americans are balls deep into the red, white, and blue. Oh, they love it. Fucking love that flag. They they love it so much. (laughs) 
They fucking wear it. They wear the flag. And it's actually illegal to wear the flag. To misrepresent yourself with the flag. They fucking wear it in bikinis. They love it so much, they got, they've got that confederate flag that they think is even better. And they, they fucking... <laughs> they combine them like action man hit figures. Like Captain Planet. Let's make America stronger by combining all these fucking flags together. Okay, Except the gay pride one. If you were going to fucking travel again, I'd love to fucking see you do a fucking trip to, New, to America or going across the states. Fucking hell no. I wouldn't, yes. I wouldn't get through border security. Oh, please. <laughs> That's content. Really? I wouldn't That's... get through border security. Why? They would say, so, because they'd ask, they asked that stupid fucking question. So, sir, are you here to uh, kill the president? Do I, jo do I make a joke out of this? Or do I, do I make it really obvious it's a joke, but you still take me seriously and you kick me back out of the country? Who the fuck admits to committing oh. terrorism? Who goes through security? The Taliban certainly didn't. They just fucking got on the plane inside the border of America and just fucking <laughs> went on a joyride. Yeah. And I got to sign a document. Like, fuck you. Can't do it. I can't get through border oh, security. You gotta go, man, one day. No Before way. But let me, go back, let me go back on the metro system. The other part of it, Besides the blatant racism that exists on the trains, it's the performers that that make me just like, oh, that's that's really interesting and unique to New York culture. And I remember seeing this performer, he had a helmet on, and he was just about to start his performance, and he had this orange suit, and he had this round orange sort of shaped head, and he was ready to do this dance, okay? And then as he went to clap, obviously all the YouTube people can only see me do a mockery of his dance but as he went up like that he hit his head on the uppermost railing of something and it fucked his helmet into his neck into his collarbone or something right so he jumped up collapsed to the floor and he started puking through the slit inside the mask and he was puking he obviously made himself sick and rather than help him the people next to him were like oh we're in for a treat with this performance they fucking <laughs> ran away <laughs> they ran away from him like he was going to turn into some kind of blob monster from <laughs> the remake or something. Because oh, he was just good. puking up. It's like, where's that act of helping each other? The guy was that's going to give good. you free entertainment and he puked, which is also entertaining for me on YouTube. But you didn't man. want to help him. They're so scared. So they run away from from all these eccentricities of, for me, it's just it's just like, wow, I'm happy to spectate on, my, on, on YouTube just... I'm not going there. <laughs> Happy to spectate. But the most dramatic thing that could, and this is why it's interesting to me because we have a metro system here. And the most dramatic thing that could ever happen on the metro system on a daily basis is when someone drops their umbrella. Okay. That's it. And no one else, because everyone, everyone does this on the, everyone does this on the Hong Kong MTR. They just stare at their phone. Is, is nobody trying to like uh, emulate the uh, Squid Game guy with the cards game and then throwing the cards on the floor and stuff? Is nobody doing that on the MTR? Bro, that's that's racist because that's a Korean <laughs> game. You don't play that game. <laughs> you fucking racist. People wish you a happy Christmas and it's not racist, but here you go, confusing Korea for fucking Hong Kong. <laughs> You're racist trash. <laughs> Where do you work? You need to be excommunicated from your job. That would be pretty funny, it? though. Of course I have. I watched it before you. Oh, yeah, you did, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now you remember. I, I watched it. I creamed through it within, like, two weeks. And you were like, oh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll watch it soon. Did we talk about it? No, I don't think we did. I think we wanted to talk about it. But right. we didn't. Okay. 
But I guess we'll go. I guess we'll watch it now since we're confusing Hong Kong for Korea. I guess we can talk about it. <laughs> go on, <Yeah>. then. <laughs> Say what you want. Dig wow. a deeper hole, you fucking white nationalist scum. <laughs> wow! I just come on your podcast and fucking get insulted. <laughs> so, do you want to talk about it? I'm waiting for you to fucking sound off. What do you mean sound off? Tell me what you want to say about it. Well, no, you've watched it all, right? Right. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I t- I- <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for you, and then you sort of like say, hey, so what did you think? I thought it was okay. I didn't like the idea. I'll tell you straight away. I didn't like the idea that they're saying, oh, there's going to be a season two. It's like, fuck you. He, if I was him, if I was the main character and I just survived the onslaught of those fucking games, I would have gone straight to America. And I've just said I won't go to America. <laughs> but, if I, but if I was a Korean and I had red hair, and I used to have red hair, but I've never been a Korean. But, you know, if the stars aligned properly and I was both, I would go, but I would go to America. I would say no. I'm not going to commit an act of terrorism against your president. And I would make sure I would see my daughter. I would not put the phone down and then walk away from the <laughs> rampart, exiting the airport to take on a group of faceless, you know, fucking psychological. You remember, you remember from Ghostbusters where he's like, "So what's behind the card?" And he's like, "It's a square." So like, what's behind the card? It's like a triangle, and he goes <laughs> like. I wouldn't face those people. I'd just say thank you for the billions. That's it. I'll watch. I'll 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 dip in now and again to Korea. Just leave it behind. Well, it was a weird decision for that character to sort of go through all that, sort of develop and grow as a character, but then sort of revert and then go and make a stupid decision like that. I don't understand. I didn't understand it. Letting down his daughter is secondary consideration towards saving unknown unknown Korean. Uh, actors in this season two and why did he wait like was it six months or a year or something or longer to even spend the money or do anything i don't understand he walked around for like a year in korea yeah. i don't understand that like he knew he had to help that that woman's uh, little brother that was in care yeah and then give the money to like his best friend's mum or something because she her business was failing i was like what the hell were you doing i, I don't understand I didn't understand that bit of the actual program or the character. Well, luckily, one of my students at this language center I work at is Korean. And she had watched it also. So I was asking her questions about... I asked her... her, We talked about two things. One, the subtitling of of the TV series. And... I said, what is the significance of the red hair? Mm. Because for we- for Western for Western viewers, it's like, well, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, it looks dumb. <laughs> I didn't understand why right. did you do that. It doesn't translate, so it needs some cultural context, which the movie, oh, sorry, I say movie, but the series doesn't provide, and it can't possibly provide, because it's a Korean series. So why should it? But the rest of us will be ignorant and just not bothered to care, you know, about looking at it from their perspective. But people typically with red hair, if I remember correctly, when they do that, they're doing it to signify a change in their lives. Which, to me, does make sense anyway without having the cultural context required for it. I would just think, okay, this person needs a change. Just like you see fat, angry lesbians with blue hair on Twitter. They're, they're trying to go through a change. So it's, not, it's almost a universal as a signal that I'm going through a change of some kind, right? But for them, it's a more serious kind of statement to make. 
when you're changing the colour of your hair. That's it. Okay. He could have just got a beard or something. I don't know. Well, he did grow a beard. He shaved a beard, didn't he? He grew it and then he, sh- he had to shave it. Got a different haircut. I know. Oh, he just shouldn't have just done it. But anyway, it's to signify a change, which I guess he has, but not, for, not from his daughter's perspective because he fucked her off again. Yeah. I don't like the idea of season two because this... I think this was like a lightning in a bottle thing where it's like the season was good. It was, it, you know, it was pretty decent. It, it's captured a lot of people's, you know, attention. And I feel like a second season, they're probably going to like probably commercialize it more and it's going to be, it's going to have yeah. a weird fucking stupid message inserted in some places and it has to appeal to a, like a certain audience. And then it, it's just going to be fucked up. I don't know if it will try to do that, but I think it will probably... The, the relationships it made with, or the statements it made about capitalism and about how cutthroat capitalism is, those weren't on the nose. And the writer has to be very careful because he even said that if there is a second series, he's not writing it by himself again. He's going to bring other people in. And when you bring other people in, they're going to want to inject either their politics into it. But then this is Korea, so we can't judge them harshly because Koreans are not Americans, say. And that you know, and we have a lot of issues with American uh, TV culture because they inject so much of their personality rather than stay true to the characters. So we can't really comment on it. But if you're railing against capitalism, oh, you know, one of the themes is you know to be anti-capitalist, then surely you wouldn't want to make a second season because now you're just going against the central conceit of the series. I'm not interested in the idea of it. I know what you mean, but. Yeah, it could have worked. It works as it is, and you leave it ambiguous. Yeah. And I'm happy with that ambiguity. And because it is Korean, Koreans can also allow ambiguity in their culture. It's okay. I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, like a second season now will be made just because of money and, yeah, success. It does cheapen it. The other part to it that that I enjoyed was the fact that putting my... I found myself putting myself in the situation of these people like what would i do i'd be think i think i'd be too chicken shit to try play honestly i would just not t- i know i'll play with a guy on the mtr and then I'll, I'll just take those i'll just take those small in it winnings and just leave it at that i wouldn't take those slaps go any face. further i'll take those slaps to the face okay in public and i'll take the money that i do eventually win because i think he got i think he was allowed to win at some point yeah. to sort of you know it's like it's like when you get a scratch ticket and you get two cherries and you don't get the third cherry and it's like damn it i nearly won so it's that and yeah. um yeah so I, I tried to put myself into the position of those people i noticed the old guy at the beginning was enjoying himself that always stuck out for me he's like oh yeah living the life playing fucking hide and seek with this robot yeah killing device and i thought that I was liked, weird <clears throat> i liked each of the actors the actors were, were great in it yeah the characters are really good and i really felt sorry for them when they died and the fact that towards the end of the series they played them off one another and they're building up this teammanship and it's like, oh yeah. shit, they've psychologically manipulated them yeah. to such a degree the hev- that they're just... The heavy episode with the the game where they had to pair up. Oh my god, yeah. what an episode, man. What the Marbles an episode. game. Yeah, that is just brutal. Fucking brutal episode. Definitely. Yeah, that was, it was so good though. And I knew the old man, you don't see him get shot. It's, it's off camera. And there's always that rule. If you don't see them die, then they're not dead. Yeah. And that stayed in the back of my mind. But the fact that they went as far as they did almost convinced me otherwise. Because it's an old man. Do you really want to see an old man die? 
Yeah. But then the movie, sorry, the series. Forgive me if I keep saying movie because I, I don't, I don't want to correct myself. But the series does show women die, and normally, women aren't. Uh, sorry, women are spared a gratuitous death in a normal TV show or movie. It's always the guys. I also like the way the women were portrayed in the series as well. It wasn't like they were this all doing, all singing, all dancing, invincible type that's been put out there by uh, Western sort of series. Yeah, stuff like that. That explains why them. It's real. It's it's real. It's more real. It's like that's how how re- real people would react to those situations. They're not like I'm invincible and I can just go off and do something by myself. And that goes for any of the genders or anything like that. These were like real characters, real people in these situations that would react to this in the ways that they were reacting to. And that's what made it feel more genuine and organic compared to like our sort of show, like American shows or British shows that are mm. kind of like, it seems fake. You say that, but then obviously you watched it in subtitles because I don't think you know Korean, do you? No, no. You haven't learned it just on the off chance without me knowing. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, Jaden. No, I don't, I don't know. Okay, the subtitles. I knew I did they hear were about fucked the up. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, because one of them gets referred to as a boomer, and it's like, hang on, that's a Western notion, and Koreans wouldn't say boomer. So I knew the the politics of or the Western politics had, or the ideas, the word the buzzwords that we use, had infiltrated into the subtitling. But also, you know, the woman who has sex with the gangster, and she's trying to. You know, she gets her revenge on him later. She yeah. says something in the in the show. There was this Korean lady on um, TikTok, and she was saying that the subtitling is wrong here, and you're missing out on some cultural information. Because I think in the subtitles, if I remember, it says something like, "Oh, I'm not as smart as you," and it's like, "Okay, that's easy to to understand." But in Korean, it says something like, "I didn't go to an expensive school like you," and there's a distinction there where subtitles would basically say that I'm not as clever as you. But the Korean one is trying to say, I got street smarts, not education smarts. Okay. And it's a big, it makes a big difference to that character's way of thinking. Something like that would really annoy me. And, I, and I'm glad that she explained it because she is clever. She did make it as far as she did on her smarts. And she, and she took him out. She was like, <laughs> fuck it. She was probably one of the bravest because she committed suicide. I think, what, two yeah. characters committed suicide? That guy hung himself because he killed his wife and he couldn't yeah. take it. Yeah, and you could, which is understandable. But she actually went all the way and was like, you know what, this guy fucked me over. I'm definitely going to fuck him over. She was committed yeah. to it. So yeah, props to her. The, the marble thing was just brutal, though. Like the guy, he put the rocks in, took advantage of that poor guy. I was like, oh you, yeah, oh you bastard. Felt so sorry for him. Oh, just the the actual like the look, everything conveyed. I was like, oh my god, you prick. <laughs> Oh. If I have two more issues with the show, one is that the final game isn't really a game. It's very different. You're not working. You're not really working with each other or against each other. You're just waiting for the next person to fuck up so that you yeah. can make it across. And the other one was there was no way that woman was going to survive. The one who got knifed. Sorry, the one who got glassed at the end. Mm. Because if he did kill his friend, the banker friend, he would need to kill her. I kind of had an issue with that. That particular episode because they both they all made it across and i'm like hey well i'd be like whoa whoa whoa! i've just got injured by your fucking shitty pyrotechnics here like can you stitch me up please because i i've passed the game i i did my thing like to your own rules that's unfair that i have been fucking shafted 
by your little yeah. firework display. Like, I, I want to be patched up. I don't know why she didn't say anything. She just sort of like kept it to herself and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm injured. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't get that. And when you introduce the the rich people, I didn't find that added anything. And if anything else, their dialogue was terrible. And I thought if I was a rich person and I was paying for this, why would I come near the end? And then what I'm watching isn't actually that entertaining. Yeah. Unless they're that perverse that they do get some kind of pleasure entertainment from it. Just why would I travel all the way to Korea? Why don't I just watch it on a live stream? I don't, I didn't understand that. Yeah. Plus there's more chance of you getting caught or being discovered. Oh, that's very... By the way, the the guy playing the game in the MTR is a very famous Korean actor. Yeah, I know. Is he like a okay. something? Is he a model or something or something? He, he's a he's a something. Yes, he's a something, yeah. Adam. That's just. And then the reveal of the cop's brother. Do you remember who that is? Because I know you've seen him before. He was the the bad ninja, the white ninja in GI Joe. <laughs> was he? But then he's unmasked. I think in the second one. The white one? I thought one? I recognised him. I, yeah, I thought I recognised him. I just couldn't place where. Overall, though, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Apart from, like, I think, I think it goes, I think it's universal. People have the same feeling, like, it was good, but then the ending was a bit, like, up and down a bit with sort of decision-making of the characters and stuff. Yeah. But overall, yeah, very good, very good show. Did you, I told you about the thumbnail didn't really work for me on, on Netflix. Like, I wasn't interested until one of my students oh. told me about it. Yeah, yeah I told yeah. you that, right? Yeah, you said, yeah. I wasn't either. I was like, I, I saw it and I was like, yeah, whatever. And everyone was banging on about it. It got really popular all of a sudden. It was gaming, gaining steam. And I was like, what is this? Yeah, let's join I just, in. I just, I just thought like, oh, it's just, it's Battle Royale. It's just Battle Royale. Because I've seen Battle Royale and I was like, it's just that, but in a series, whatever. Speaking of Netflix though, did you know that Netflix doesn't have Star Trek Discovery? They lost it or they gave it up oh, or their oh, license good. ran out. But when they announced it, Star Trek Discovery was out that week. Oh, right. So it comes out on a Friday, I think. And they yeah. said on like Monday or Tuesday, yeah, it's only going to be for Paramount Plus. And then they took it off Netflix. Like that week. So everyone's <laughs> like getting, everyone's buying popcorn in advance, right? Oh, such a discovery starting this week. And then all the European viewers are like, oh, it's gone. And how others were like, yes, it's gone. How can that happen? Don't know. Shit, but how can that happen? Dis- distribution rights. Uh, because for the, I think I think as well for the first two seasons, maybe the third, Netflix paid for it, thinking it was going to be really good. So a lot of the the money for that show came from Netflix, and they, then they didn't want it, but they had to finish their obligation to showing it. Now it's under the budget, I think, of CBS or Paramount exclusively, and they've got to finance the show. But I watched the first episode of season four. That's the very first episode I've watched all the way through. The rest was all on YouTube. And I just thought, what you're saying now, garbage. Oh, it's garbage. Oh, it's so horrible. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. It's not even Star Trek. It's just like a parody of fucking Star Trek. I don't understand. And they have to like, like, like erase <laughs> everything to do with Star Trek and then replace it with uh, Denim or whatever a fucking name is. <laughs> being the old, is it again? Michael, the, the Michael Burnham. Powerful. Michael Burnham being the fucking, the savior of, Fucking everything. Literally everything. <laughs> Just the, the, the reason for everything and the saviour of everything. I don't understand. She is the reason for Spock's existence. <laughs> they said that in the show. Yeah, I know. I saw. I, I was like, I can't carry it. This, this is fucking terrible. What is going on? So I watched the first episode and then I always watch Major Grin. He's a YouTube 
person. I think he's from like one of the Eastern European states. So he's got this really thick European accent, but he explains in great meticulous detail as to why these shows do not work. He doesn't hate on the shows because sometimes he says, oh, I like this bit, I like that bit. But he explains the fundamentals in, in terms of story, why it doesn't work. And then he explains how the story contradicts itself. So for example, in the first episode that I watched, they have to they have to rescue these people from the space station. Now remember, this is like 1,000 years in the future of, or 800 years in the future of Captain Picard's ability. And the space station is spinning out of control. And they say, oh, we've got to align the ship. So now the ship has to spin in parallel to the space station. And then we can beam people over. And it's like, right. but don't you, don't you have a tractor beam? Can't you just beam everybody off? They don't question that. They don't. There's no reason why they can't beam them off. But they can beam on. And everyone's got personal transporters now on their comp badges. If the technology is that clever, why don't those people on the space station have the comp badges that are, you know, personal transporters? And you beam on board the ship and problem solved. But they don't. And then Burnham has to... She's the captain now. She has to get off the captain's seat, give it to the Asian lieutenant guy, and she flies this little shuttle pod to remove this wreckage. And as these, as these rocks start to damage the ship, even with their 32nd century shields, okay... They, they break through the shields and it hits her little escape pod and you see in slow-mo all, all of her braided hair come out because now she's been exposed to the vacuum of space in slow-mo. They, they make a point of this, okay. right? <laughs> so she's now being exposed to space and you think, oh, she's going to die. But she doesn't. This suit automatically wraps her up and she's inside this space suit and then she just continues and she removes the, removes the, the wreckage from this propeller or something. And it's like, but what about all that braided hair you just showed us splayed out everywhere and the suit can somehow encapsulate it in an airtight configuration and then she can continue. <laughs> and then in the second episode, they actually have a tractor beam and they use it. What's going on? And then when this gravity, this end of the end of the universe gravity thing happens, everyone's like floating on the ship like, oh, oh my God, we're floating because the gravity's all fucked up. Yeah. She then later has a conversation with her boyfriend whose planet's destroyed and she's inside this personal shield and it doesn't affect the gravity. It's like, why didn't you use that? You're only using it to chat in silence yeah, yeah. With, with your boyfriend. I, I don't understand because they've got programmable <laughs> matter so you can have seatbelts, you can have anything that will keep the crew stationary yeah, yeah. in your seat and act like instantly, just like when she was exposed to space and the suit comes on. It, it just they just do what they want to do and nothing makes yeah. logical sense they seem to like make up rules as it goes on i just like i watched the first season and that's all i i could do i stomached that just, just to see where this would go and i was like i can't go anymore if they have to, if they do another season i can't do it four more later i know how the hell how how they've the got i think what it is bad. they've got to have they've got to have content on 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 paramount plus so it justifies like having a catalogue of content. But seriously, if you just update the classic Trek to 4K, people will be all over that like a pigeon to a chip. Wild. People want a movie. You know that. Some people want a Discovery movie. <sighs> why? I know, I know. But why? Because they want to see it bomb and finally drive home the point that it isn't any good. Nobody at the, will go to the cinema to watch it. Star Trek's so ruined at this point. It's just beyond fucking redemption i think at this point unless somebody comes along and actually restores it to its gets rid of all that removes all that from the fucking timeline and just tries to repair all the damage done 
and just start I'm doing again. my part. I've got my Voyager Season 8. <laughs> just, I don't know, I don't understand why no one can do it. Like, so much material you can work from or rift off. I don't understand. But then... Politics, they to, politics. They, yeah, they have to cater to the different audiences that are out there, the different groups that are out there, the, the way that everything is now. And it's just, everything just gets convoluted in this shit. And I like, you can't make anything anymore. That's not going to offend anybody. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to say, like, uh, you haven't seen it yet, but I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. I don't know, I don't know if you'll like it or not, but I, I watched that film, and yes, it's got a lot of nostalgia in it. And it's basically, there's a lot of the same notes from the first movie. But I was in that in the cinema watching it, and I just, I didn't think about anything else. I felt like I was just a kid again watching this Ghostbusters movie, and it was void of all that politic crap and shit like that. And it just, it was just, I don't know, it just felt like a genuine movie. A fun, a fun sort of silly movie sometimes, just watching it without any of that shit in the background. And I could be like, I could just enjoy that without overthinking about anything and it was like oh this was cool that was good and they respected the source material it respected the fucking actual movie and probably because it's his son who's directing it but it just it made sense and it wasn't shit and i'm like why can't you people do that with other properties it, it, it's infuriating because when you're a fan of certain properties like star trek and like star wars and stuff like that you're like please like even if sometimes you're pandering sometimes certain things in the film, like uh, nostalgic pieces, like, what's so bad about that? Just, just do that and then just create new stories from that and then expand on that. It's just, it's sad. It's so fucking sad that we can't do that more often. Everything's so, in this day and age, everything's so fucking shit. And it's like, it's so rare to get something that's like, oh, that was decent. I enjoyed watching that. And I wasn't affected by some sort of crappy little message that was sort of sprinkled in there somehow. You know, people have still complained about that Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, I know. Saying saying it's like it's like anti woke and it's it's a movie for the men, stuff like that. But the the lead character is a girl. Yeah, it's a girl. She was really good. There's as nothing well. to do with. Yeah, and they say that her acting is really good, and yet it's still not good enough. It's got to have yeah. the, the the message, as the critical drinker says. It's got yeah, the, well, people, the thing is, I think people were saying, like, people who'd see the movie were like, oh, I really enjoyed it. But then there's certain critics out there who've been like, no, it's shit, and it's this and that and that. And it's like, apparently people are like saying, oh, it's, they're trying to like purposely bomb the movie because it's something to do with the 2016 because that's not regarded as like a decent which it expansion, isn't. which it isn't, it's terrible. Because of that movie, people are saying, oh, it's not right that got panned and it's like yeah it got panned because it was fucking shit because it was like if they'd have literally gone from the first movie or second whatever gone from that and then followed on from that with a fourth an all-female cast and say they, they were related to the actual ghostbusters even if they did something like that and then just genuinely made something from that cool but they didn't they had to make it into some sort of parody joke bullshit where you've got these four women comedians who were trying to like do like funny comedy in this movie with just the Ghostbusters title and it was like why are you doing that it just looked cheap it felt cheap and they just had to insert a fucking an all-female message into it where it's like oh look at us we're doing this and it's nothing to do with that shit movie from the beginning which even though it's based on that 
we're using the name of that movie and that property. We're just gonna fucking completely butcher it all. And it was. It was. It was awful. It was... <laughs> if you if you watch the Critical Drinker, he he points out a couple of scenes that fundamentally explain why 2016 is bad. And it's not about the politics. It's about the pacing and the introduction of certain things. And he talks about the proton pack, which is which is a tiny little detail, but you've got to get it right. And he talks about how they introduced the proton pack in the first movie versus how they introduce it in the second, uh, in the remake, sorry, kind of remake, whatever. And you remember when they introduce it in the elevator scene, they turn it on and then they, they walk away from it like, Ooh, and you can hear it charging up and you know it's powerful. And this is only a part of what he explains because I'm not going to talk all about it, but in the 2016 version, they talk over it going, you are thereby negating its power in order to set up a joke later because you don't allow it to breathe and exist on its own. You've got to fill it with words, dialogue, snappy, try to you know, attempt to do snappy dialogue over it. And things like that matter. And I like that someone like the Critical Drinker has paid attention to that so that you can explain it. So that Leslie fucking, what's her name, Leslie Jones? You, you can't give her room to say, oh, you're just trying to erase this one because you don't like it because you're misogynistic. And it's like, no, please look at it from a store as a story element that you haven't set up properly in order to get the joke, which isn't really funny. <laughs> Cheap gags and, like, I think shots of men for some reason. Even the main monster at the end, they had to destroy it by shooting his balls or something. <laughs> in the 2016 version? Yeah. Oh, okay. I only watched 20 minutes of it. Yeah, don't blame you. But that was the thing. Was like, <laughs> obviously, they had Chris Hemsworth, who was just fucking stupid to the point of, like, just being a cartoon. And then, I think the Beyond stupid. Was, yeah, it was like, come on, no one's that fucking dumb. And and then it was like, the end bad guy was like, like literally, they had to shoot it in the dick. B really? Really? <laughs> Can you imagine if there was a movie where you had to shoot the female bad guy in, in the vag? <laughs> we, we treat, we really treat the genders differently. And so for all the talk, which is quite right, for all the talk of male on women violence, there is this opposite where you can actually denigrate men and their, their genitalia and receive no kickback from it. Even Jeremy Kyle, there was an episode of Jeremy Kyle and you can find it on YouTube where this man talks about how he was uh, beaten up by his girlfriend. And as he's explaining the story, the audience is laughing at him. And then Jeremy Kyle has to say, hang on, this isn't right because if the genders were reversed, you wouldn't be laughing, you'd be upset. And then there's, um, then there's a clip from Ozzy Osbourne's wife where they're, talk where they're laughing about someone's somebody getting their dick chopped off. And it's an all-woman cast, isn't it? And obviously, the audience is all women. And they're all laughing on the joke. But imagine that female mutilation. There is no joke I've ever heard of that talks about gen female genital mutilation. But I think it was that guy who got his dick chopped off, the, the porn star. Someone, Bob it. I can't remember. Or John Holmes. But you know who I'm talking about. I'm sure you've heard of some guy getting his dick chopped off and then he got it reattached. Yeah. So it it's seen as a joke all the time. And yet, if women women want respect, which they should get, but at the same time, they treat the, a floppy piece of meat, which is funny in itself, a floppy yeah, yeah. thing yeah. that we all have as men. It is funny, but when you can mutilate it, it's still funny for some reason. <laughs> yeah. They're not in the right space. It's more like you have to treat us with respect and don't commit violence on us, which I agree. But we get to enact uh, a verbal sense of uh, denigration yeah, onto thing. you. Well, I wouldn't say it's the same thing, but it's it's like if you want if you expect better of men, then you have to 
be better yourself. Well, this is what I saw with the, the New York guy on the Metro. He's shouting the N-word and he's drunk. And they kick him off, but they take his stuff. And so they're all saying, get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. But at the same time, as a group, you're being a piece of shit to him. And you have to be better. You can't steal his stuff. And at the end of the video, all he's trying to do is, I want my stuff. He, he, he's on the floor, he's off the train. But he's trying to get it back on to get the stuff. Just give him his stuff and he'll fuck off. He's admitting to it. But they don't. They steal it. And there's no resolution in the video that I saw. It's at this point in the conversation where myself and Adam, or Adam and myself, excuse my language, basically start repeating ourselves where we keep talking about the air quotes woke politics of today in contemporary media or in all contemporary media that we consume. So I've basically deleted all that and to save you, obviously, save your ears from bleeding. But I do want to add, and maybe I should have said this in the episode, but it's better here, for all of that discussion that, that exists on, for all of that discussion that does exist and has its own importance to some level, to some degree, have you noticed that there are no political artists today in the same vein that we had in the 90s, 80s, especially the 70s and 60s? Where are they? Everything is focused on race and gender. That's a scary predicament for us all to be in because our attentions are basically taken away from what the establishments are doing. Anyway, that's just food for thought. Until the next time, of course. <coughs> Oh, uh, did, did I tell you that I fired up my Steam account? No. I got Steam working. Even though, even though I had a Steam account. Wow, I, get, I, I love surprising you sometimes. I have shit okay. percolating for years and you're like, What? I didn't know you were gay. <laughs> what? You have Steam? <laughs> yeah, what? You watch, you watch Lucifer? Yeah, surprised by all these things sometimes. I'm like, what the fuck? You have a Steam account and you watch fucking Lucifer. That was Lucifer was like fucking out there. I've had Steam for a while because you can play Half-Life on Steam. And I loved I loved playing Half-Life. And I bought Half-Life 2, uh, Planetary Annihilation. And then I bought a game that was a precursor to Baldur's Gate 3. I can't remember the name of it. It's just basically an RPG. But what happened is that when Apple switched from from uh, some kind of processor architecture, Steam stopped working. And I was like, fuck, no one told me. So I lost Steam. I couldn't access it because they didn't update the app. But I logged into it, got back into my account finally. They have a bullshit procedure for getting back into your account. It literally took me, literally took me two years on and off. Just, I'll give it a try. What do I need to do here? <laughs> two years. <laughs> oh, really? But I got wow. emails from people sorry, from Steam, telling me that people in Egypt, Russia, were logging into my account. But I had SteamGuard on, and SteamGuard sends you a code to your machine. So they will log in, somehow they find my email address and my password. They would log in, but they don't get the code, so they can't finish the login. Right, yeah. I would get that. But when I logged in, I had the code, but it wouldn't accept it. <laughs> so I can't even get into my own account. And it took me two years to figure it out. Wow. And what happened is... They also have an app on your phone which generates key codes for you to get into your account. So I have that app now. But what I had to do was somehow log I, I could log into a certain degree 
and then you needed the, the key code to get into deeper parts of the Steam the Steam account. So I logged in and I managed to turn off the Steam Guard. And once I turned that off, I could log into the rest of it. And then once I logged in, got my password, changed it, I then turned the Steam Guard back on, and now I'm in the account. Oh, <laughs> Just now and again, I just thought I'd give it a try, and it didn't work. And I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll try another time." <laughs> okay. So, so I'm back in, just... and no, I'm not playing any games. I managed to update myself on where I am in some of the games, and okay, I'm just yeah. waiting for uh, Baldur's Gate three to come on Steam. Okay. Yeah, but I am so busy with the podcast, the Star Trek podcast, yeah. honestly. So you're just like, yeah, you're just sort of taking the back seat. Kind of. I'm still just playing Polytopia on the iPhone, but otherwise, no. I'm not really. Sorry, Adam, to dictate you there. It's okay. <laughs> my, my, my gaming experiences for this generation have been a bit lackluster, i put it at best. But at least you have a PS5. I do have a PS5. Didn't have many games for it, which is ridiculous. Um, I feel like, I don't know what's going on. Like this, So far, it's been, like I said, very lackluster. And even when games... Modern gaming these days is basically games that come out unfinished, needing a day one patch are broken and don't have all their content it's just what is what is fucking going on <laughs> it's so fucking annoying like you saw i think i put a tweet out about diablo resurrected you know a 20 year old fucking game and they can't even get that right it's like what the fuck like it needs a server to fucking play it are you kidding me <laughs> fucking kidding me and then they couldn't even get that right so people were trying to get access to this fucking game you couldn't get on it because there was too many people playing the fucking thing. And then they developed this fucking queue system. Whereas, like, you go onto it and it'd be like, Oh, you are number 86 in the queue. And you'd be like, and then you just what, leave to it, play it? Until, until you get in. And you're in a fucking virtual fucking queue to play this fucking game. And you're like, you got to be... What the hell's going on? I could play this game back when it came out in, like, 2001. What the hell are you doing? Why does it need a server? The, the game is so low res. What assets require a server? I don't know. I think it's like, because I think it's, is it Activision own Blizzard now? So it's, it's probably something to do with fucking money or some bullshit. I don't know. It just, I don't understand why you need to have an online server to access to be on, to be on the game. In the game itself, in the menu, you can have an offline character and you can have a fucking online character. And it's like, why? Why can't I just have it be the thing and I can go online when I want. Like, uh, It's so frustrating. <laughs> Sorry to hear. But that's, it's, it, yeah, honestly, God, it's been, I don't understand. It's 2021 and like, games are fucking worse than they've ever been. <laughs> I don't understand. I think you should just play old games, stick to them, except for the ones that are, require a server. <laughs> Seriously, just play retro games. Fucking hell. Honestly, the, the, I, seen, I have seen that sentiment online where people are like, I'm still on PS2 games or PS3 games. Everything's fine for me. I don't have to deal with this bullshit. <laughs> I know. It's so bad, man. It's so bad. Like, I was just I was just playing then. Before I met you then, I was playing with uh, Stuart and Matt online. And we got to so we got so high in this round thing. It's a round-based thing. And then the game just fucking crashed. And I was like, what the fuck? The screen went blank. So we're all like, what the fuck's going on? And then we're just logged back into the main menu. And we're like, all like... Oh, great. Fucking great. So it's like three hours of fucking progress just... Just fucking gone. Like, <laughs> fuck, fuck you. <laughs> Have you seen that meme where 
People are getting upset at gamers for having bought the PS5 and their children don't have it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, there's there's basically this there's this complaint that there's still not enough PS5s. People have bought it, but because if you buy it, their children don't get it. So people are creating these memes where you remember like the best one I can think of is the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Remember where he says, "I just don't see how that's my problem." Yeah. So they're using that kind of template. But they're going through pop culture looking for bad guys and good guys who are like it's not my, it's not it's not up to me it's not, it's not for me and the criticism is oh do you realize da, 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 da? and the last one i saw was this from this bad guy from i think it was dark seed and he's like oh if i had known i would have bought i would have done it some more <laughs> <laughs> if i knew the misery it would have created i would have done it some more or something and it's the actual dialogue obviously from the darks what darkseed says but it fits in the context of people complaining about not having enough ps5s <laughs> still I'm amazed. I'm amazed you still can't get one i'm amazed you still can't fucking get one what the hell's going on let me go to um there's like an ebay in hong kong it's called carousel i think they have it in your country let me type ps5 ps ps5 let's see here no they'll be on there but they'll be fucking astronomical <laughs> Uh, you can buy one. Actually, there's quite a few. One, one is for seven thousand two hundred, so that's seven hundred and twenty English pounds. It's not. Well, I mean, it's still bad. But it's not like someone's. Ridiculous. I think someone is selling the box for five pound. <laughs> the fucking box. People do that. Yeah, they literally are selling the box. Look at this. So you see it with the cat. Okay. <laughs> but but it says PS Five. It has to be right. It's got one like. When you scroll through, look at look at it. <laughs> For £5, you could have the genuine fucking PS5 box. What the fuck, man? Someone's got one for 5500 and they've got the receipt. So that's 550 give or take. Okay, what pounds? Yeah, let me just check. Hey Siri, what is 5500 Hong Kong dollars in British pounds? Yeah, she says £530. That's not too bad. That's actually standard. Is it? Uh, but it doesn't say, doesn't say if it's got any games. Because people were like scalping them and then selling them for like the like, grands and stuff. It was ridiculous. Uh, there's a cheaper one here. I think that one's for 500 British pounds. Yeah, that's the cheapest one I can see here. So that's not bad. They're probably used though. Someone's probably bought that and then thought, actually, you know what? It's shit. I don't want it. Oh, 4,500. This person, 4,200. 4, so that's that's probably around 400 pounds. You can get them in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. You can. You can get some in Hong Kong. Well, you should be able to. I don't know how the, they might send you a fucking box of some bricks in. I don't know. Well, you well the nice thing about Hong Kong, it's small, so you can just like go home with them if you wanted. You follow them. It's easy. There's yeah. not there's not a lot of um, banditry. I would say people 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 play with the real stuff here. Although saying that, I wanted to buy a tip for my Apple Pencil. I wanted to buy some tips because they wear out. Not often. I think my first tip wore out after like three years. Yeah. And at Apple, they're $150, which is like 15 Actually, it's about £12 in the UK. And you have to buy them in a pack of four. So technically, going at the rate I use a pencil, that could last me 12 years. But because I said I don't want to buy anything direct from Apple, I went to Carousel to buy a pack of four. But the sellers on Carousel, they have a pack of four, but they'll sell them to you individually for basically £5 each. But I don't want to... I don't want... Uh, one, I want four, but they want to buy, sell them individually for five pound, so that obviously okay. every four, that's the equivalent to twenty pound. But I just said they're about twelve pound, so they're making eight pound profit. 
from selling Apple's tips. Yeah. Sneaky bastards, but they don't tell you. And I got into an argument with one guy, and I said, "Is it is it really five pound for all four tips?" And he's like, "No, it's um, it's in uh, it's just for one." And I said, "Well, why didn't you say that?" And he said, "It's in Chinese." I said, "Do I look like I'm Chinese?" <laughs> like my name says Jonathan J K Morris. And he's like, everyone's profile is in Chinese. It's like, no, it's not, you fucking scammer. <laughs> I just blocked him. I was like, you're wasting my fucking time. I want a pack of four. Oh, Kiss my ass. Wow. <laughs> it's the only time I've had a bad a bad uh, experience. It's just Apple so you're tips. Not, you're not buying anything from Apple Direct anymore? No, because of the because of the um, the CSAM, the child protection thing that they're doing. I'm not interested. And giving them money direct. So what I figured out, because I got the iPad, I got the new iPad mini, but I bought it from Carousel. People, because people have buyer's remorse, they buy it and they think, oh, it's too small. Which one guy actually said to me, I was like, well, why didn't you go to the fucking Apple store and, you know, touch it yeah. with your dick or something to figure out how big it is. So this other guy, not the guy with who I just mentioned, who said it's too small. This other guy uh, sold it to me and it's brand new. And he said, he got it yesterday. Don't like it. And it's 5% cheaper. So Apple technically don't get my money, but I still get the latest and greatest. I sent you that uh, that message you know, where they were selling a, a cloth. That cloth, even even Raya contacted me and said that Apple is selling a cloth. <laughs> and she never comes to me and says, oh, Apple, Apple have the new iPhone, Apple have a new laptop. She never, I'm always first telling her because her laptop is old or her, her phone is old. She uses it until it's broken, but she's the one. Apple is selling a cloth for 200 Hong Kong dollars. I'm like, yeah, I know. Is it any good? <laughs> no, it's a fucking microfiber cloth that you can get anywhere. There is a texture. There is a difference in the texture. So it is actually supposed to be, makes your products more shiny. <laughs> Should fucking think so. What the fuck? For the prize. It's on a waiting list as well. <laughs> well, not waiting list, but there's a back there's a back order. I like in the description it's got what you can use the cloth on. It's <laughs> like a fuck off apple. Fuck you. And they've got like a little picture of it that's like displayed, like they've curved it a little bit. And I'm like, there you go, that's the cloth. And I'm like, oh my god, come on man. Yeah. Oh, fun times. <laughs> it's like they know they're like oh Paul logo on that it'll sell screw it <laughs> you know Apple are trying to make an Apple car yeah which I think I don't think they should do that actually but what would you like Apple to make if you could tell Timmy Cook to make something and say this is what I want in the world made by Apple even if it's like a vacuum cleaner even though Dyson make supposedly good vacuum cleaners whatever just their version of something I mean, they might already have a version of something like this, but I'd like them. To, I'd like to see them go into like the TV market. I know it might not be a huge market for them to do, but I reckon a good, solid, Apple proper TV with everything installed in their proper thing they could have already even built into the actual TV. That'd be pretty cool if they did that. Okay. I reckon. I reckon that would sell. I reckon. I definitely think that would sell. Consider the quality of the screens and. I know that some Samsung TVs have adverts you can't remove, even though you bought the fucking thing. Yeah. They force the adverts on you, and Apple won't, won't wouldn't do that. So mm -hmm. in that sense, but you'd need a lot of people to be really upset about adverts to then say, you know what, I will pay more for Apple to not get the ad Apple adverts. But it needs to be open. It can't just be for Apple TV. It needs to accept. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be open to other things, definitely. 
but I reckon a good quality Apple screen, because you know the, the build quality, everything would be fucking great on it, and I reckon it would really do well in, in the TV market, it could blow a lot of the sh competition, and like, they, everyone would be worried, be like, fuck, what the fuck are they doing here? Like, I reckon it would be, that'd be pretty good, that'd be interesting. I would, thank you for asking me back, but I would like, um, <laughs> I would love Apple to make a full frame rangefinder camera with all the camera technologies that they've got in the phone and just make it a bigger sensor and just show us the capabilities of their of their uh, photographic technology because i'm always i've always wanted a leica camera you know a leica yeah 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 fuji could make a full frame rangefinder but they don't they they only have like a two th uh, like a one third it's like a crop sensor but i would love for apple to bring out a full frame sensor you know i don't care if it's white i'd fucking buy it with, with some lenses as well and with their user with the user friendliness of you know being able to upload it to your mac wirelessly just like on the iphone basically put the iphone inside a camera yeah because other cameras like from canon and nikon they haven't sort of caught up still to this to this ease of use that apple employ with their camera but if you could get like a built-in like 256 gigabytes into your camera and then you can offload it with like a specific wireless technology and it just it's just really fast or you shoot live from your camera and it goes onto your mac and then you've got all the presets and inbuilt filters and the cropping scenarios and change the just just the way that you use the software but on a camera oh crazy it's not even that doesn't exist actually yeah but maybe the market isn't big enough but then again they do make some products that are like who does this cater for they do yeah. make some tiny little things I'm surprised they haven't got, like, a drone or something. I'm surprised they haven't got their own drone. That's really complicated, though. That's why DJI uh, are basically the, the only market. They're the only leader. They've got such a head start. It's really hard to get the drone technology out there. Yeah. Um, who was it? The people who make GoPro, they made a drone a couple of years ago. And it didn't have, um, it didn't have camera te sensor technology. It was just blind, so you had to control it. So it was like a DJI drone from, like, five years ago. They were that far behind. And then, if the unit got too hot, the power cut off, so it fell out of the sky. <laughs> so they had to do a recall and they lost loads of money and they're like, no, we can't, we can't get into drone technology. They've royally fucked up. So it's only the one company that has that sort of thing? DJI are just basically the dog's bollocks in drone technology. There are some other ones, but they're so niche and peripheral. You just don't, no one cares. You think they, that Apple would probably make a move and buy them, or like try and make a move and buy it? But no, it's a Chinese know. company. Yeah. Tell you something, DJI take on the Apple aesthetic. They have flagship stores, and I think I think they only have three, but one of them's in Hong Kong, so you can go to it, and all the products are laid out like an Apple store. Okay. It's all white, and they've got an, an in-house uh, service center, but you go there and you you can play with it, with the drones and such. There's nothing else like it. They're really good. And they keep updating them. There's a, there's a new one out, and it's so much better. I mean, I'm happy with what I've got. Yeah. This thing is is just like, oh my god, they put that inside that model now? That the, because the miniaturization is just getting better and better. It's crazy. I, I know only one company really specialized in in the technology. For the, at the consumer level and the movie-making yeah. level, DJI probably win. But obviously, American drone pilots are using American tech. You know, the big, the big ones that they... They kill people in Pakistan with. <laughs> okay, right. I'm not right. joking. They yeah, yeah, literally, get, yeah. and yet the DJI one is banned. I can't, I can't use the DJI software with my Google account. They banned it. 
Really? Yeah, so I can't make live... I can't do YouTube lives with my DJI drone. Well, that's... Shit. Yeah, because there's an embargo on, on DJI software being used by American companies. Hmm. So I can, I can just record it and then edit it when I get home and upload it. And yeah. I can't do a live stream. Fucking odd, that. That's weird. There's a weight limit in Hong Kong where if you go over 250 grams, you have to get a pilot's license and then you are certified and registered. So if you fly that thing, the government knows you have to build a flight plan as far as I know. Okay, 250 grams. <laughs> okay, but DJI then built a drone that's 249 grams. And so I have that one. And it's just as good as the one I replaced it with. Yeah. And the controller is better. So actually, it's and it's cheaper. So it's a win-win for me. But I don't need to register my drone now. It just looks like a toy drone with a 4K yeah. camera on it. <laughs> Did you check out The Witcher when it came out? Did you check out that? The first series. The Confusing Us Fuck first series. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, are you going to watch the second? Yeah, I'll give it a whirl. See, what, see what's going on. Because apparently they have like a, is it a seven season plan or something or an arc ready. And Henry Cavill was like, yeah, I'm on board if they want to do that. Okay. That's for Netflix. Seven seasons on Netflix. Yeah. Holy fuck. Okay. Yeah, we, so we I'm shall see. I was like, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how, how the interest holds up. Because obviously it's all based on interest. Yeah. You should try and check out uh, Midnight Mass. That was pretty good. I watched that. What's that about? It's basically about vampires. Okay. But it's basically set on this small remote island. There's like, obviously, it used to be big, populated, successful, but now time's moved on. They haven't. The populace, I mean. And then this, the son of this family, you know, he's moved away to get away from it all and be successful, like, on the mainland. Um, he got into a DUI, sort of. He killed someone, basically. Went to jail for, like, a couple of years and then's come back. And then the story sort of goes from there then, but then the sort of like main plot in front of that is like that basically this this priest, this really old priest has gone away, basically brought a vampire back with him, and it's like a vampire from old times. But it's, it's, it's quite, I'm describing it probably shit, okay. but it's it's actually really, really good, and it's really well, well written as well. Um, I think it was featured, I think the guys who do, what are they called, the half in the bag and stuff like that, the, those guys, yeah. the review guys, they really liked it. They really enjoyed it. And they've got a, a review of okay. it on their channel right now. But um, You're talking about Red Letter Media. Yeah. They really, they really, really liked it. Um, uh, yeah. I thought it was really, really quite, quite well good. Quite well written. Sorry. Okay. Trans not Transformers. Master of the Universe Part 2 is out. Yeah, did yeah, you ever so. watch? Did you ever watch the first half of the series? I didn't really check it out because I saw so much bad press on it. Um, it gets worse. And I haven't watched it. I was listening oh, shit, to The Critical Drinker. Yeah, really bad. I really hope they fixed it in like the season two, like featured more He-Man and stuff, and actual I don't know He-Man. No, it's <laughs> about it's it's about Teela. <laughs> Why would you create masters? <laughs> and they're saying that the stuff that He-Man does isn't really consequential to the plot. It is about what Teela does. I don't understand, man. I I really I like Kevin Smith, and I'm like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because the art direction looks really cool. When it first came out, the trailer and that, I was like, "Wow, that looks really fucking good. Look at that!" And then it's like, yeah. it turns out that it's shit. And I'm like, "Oh, it's all about." Uh, 
Hey, while we're talking about uh, Netflix, I want to end it on a positive note with a couple of a couple of wins for Netflix. One, this is not the win though. One is that they've remade Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I've heard that. Which shit, is Japan. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be shit. But what they've done to their credit is they've actually bought the old version of Cowboy Bebop as well, so you can watch the original anime, which is something that I want to get into and see why people are complaining about the live action version. Yeah, I don't know much about that particular property, but I saw like a few reviews and they were like completely angry. People obviously who are mega fans of the thing are like pissed at this. Because they basically desexualized the main female character. And yet in Cowboy Bebop, as far as I know, she is overtly sexual. So they de-emphasize that. Who knows why? But Netflix allow cuties, which sexualizes young girls. So one is offensive and one isn't for some reason. And she was actually on Twitter apologizing in that fake way. Oh, I'm sorry that I'm not six foot one and I don't have long legs and da 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 da. And I'm sure the raging homophobes and it's like, whoa, that's not a good way to get people on your side. And it just looks, it doesn't look good. And then people are saying, oh, she says, oh, I'm sorry that my costume isn't anime accurate, but it's just not possible. But then lots of people on Twitter were sharing the anime version of the costume by cosplayers and the basically the yeah. meme was cosplayers do it better so they showed it and they're sexualizing her which is what you're supposed yeah. to do so why yeah. change it so anyway i'm gonna watch the original stuff because netflix have uh, allowed me with my subscription to <laughs> watch the original stuff but the other thing i wanted to say was that they they actually had the entire born series of movies and i know you you said on iMessage you don't care about born but it's that it's nice to have that that feature completeness so I can watch one to five. Whereas with Batman, it's like one and three. It's like, why Why is the Dark Knight always excluded? It's, it's just annoying. So it's nice for that. But when we go back onto, when we talk about violence against women and men earlier in this conversation, having, having binge watched all five movies, I realized that all the women in Bourne's life get really terrible deaths. And it's so depressing and it's unfair. Now someone could say, yeah, but what about all the men that Bourne kills and it's like okay yes but we're talking about main characters here that help born and is the german woman dies in the second movie shot in the back of the head which isn't very nice and then the woman nikki who's in basically all of the movies except for the one with hawkeye in it she gets killed in the final one she gets she also gets shot by a sniper but it's again it's really depressing and that that is also supposed to be born's ex-wife or born's ex-girlfriend they say it in one in one in one movie it's like holy fuck who's he got left it's just oh the fifth movie i never saw it before you see either yeah so i got a chance to see the born legacy uh sorry no jason Bourne. Yeah. and i watched it and i was like this feels like x-men days of future past where they're in the future and everything's depressing as shit yeah that's that's what it felt like in the opening when they're in yeah. some european country this seems like a time travel aspect to it because it's so far removed from the other three not the Hawkeye one, but from the other three, that it's yeah. become something in itself. And then when you watch them all in quick succession, you realize like how samey they are. It's just the same thing again and again and again. And then you realize, actually, it's not that interesting in the fifth one to have him back when there was a great sort of energy, collective energy to say, oh, when's he coming back? When's he coming back? But the movie sort of says, he's going to come back again. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, fucking hell. Yeah. Even even the bad guy, you don't care about the bad guy. It's another CIA guy, the deputy director, and yet the first three 
were linked together and you knew oh you were working your way up through the echelons yeah. of this agency and then there's another one it's like oh the more the more you knock them down the more they come back up I really feel that, that that film series was a product of its time and it was successful at its time but it hasn't held up very well and it's not really regarded as like ooh that's an iconic film that I can go back to watch it's like eh it's Bourne I don't really give a fuck about Bourne like when okay. you can look at things like like Die Hard it's Die Hard that's fucking cool what the fuck are you talking about I think the first Die Hard movie is the iconic one and maybe yeah. the third one as well mm. because McTiernan comes back but with Jason Bourne I think the first one is iconic and it represents a shift in in an action movie in the action movie genre because it changes the problem with James Bond is that it tries to react against the Bourne series so it's influence that, and also the quick cutting that they do other movies try to emulate that and it, yeah, it's, it's dated now no one, it's just... I know it's dated but it the influence it has even bullet time with matrix had an influence in other movies mm. and you've got to you've got to recognize that okay die hard opened up the action movie genre to the everyman not just arnold schwarzenegger and sylvester stallone yeah. it opened up didn't it so i agree with you but jason bourne the first one had an effect that even james bond couldn't even even adapt to and i think it suffers from because it always had to sort of look at jason bourne as competition i think shit how do we do it better than that but maybe that's a niche sort of effect if it's affecting one other franchise but it influences others then maybe really its reach is limited you watch james bond stylistically it tried to be like jason bourne i don't know man i feel that's a bit of a stretch they're both in the same genre you can't <laughs> they can't sit there and ignore what jason bourne did the action had to change you had to make it more serious that's why bond was more serious i can't look at Jason Bourne and remember what, what was that about again I can't really I remember it. he was like a guy who forgot who he was and then he just has all these special skills and then outside of that I'm like I don't I don't know and I, I don't fucking care. I'm talking I'm talking in tone more than anything the tone of James Bond had to become more realistic more gritty like Jason Bourne even the Pierce Brosnan films which were just I think the last one came out I think a year after or a year before Jason Bourne the first one yeah was still campy as shit. You had like an invisible <clears throat> car driving on the ice. <laughs> yeah, they had to go for Daniel Craig and go for a bit more realism, I guess. But Yeah, and then his identity as well was always... not. I don't mean in the sense of loss, but think about who James Bond is. They were always trying to make him something that he wasn't. So in the first two, he was a young man. But then we jump straight away to a third one, and he's an older man. So we've missed all his adventures. And it's like, why? Because there was no, there was no set plan for the for the Daniel Craig era, which is a shame. It was always trying to react to something else. Maybe not just Jason Bourne, but other other movies, and they just couldn't find it. They're, they're, because they weren't, they're not a coherent piece. Jason Bourne series is more coherent as a five-movie trilogy than James Bond is yeah. as a five-movie trilogy. Five-movie five saga, sorry. That's including the Hawkeye one. The Hawkeye one, you know, is a nice sidequel that slips in there very easily. I think I've seen I think I've seen the Hawkeye one, and that's it. <laughs> I barely, I, I saw half of it, and then I was like, oh, okay, Netflix has done me good here. I've got this one to do, and then Jason Bourne to do. I was just, I was just wasn't interested. I watched, like, the first three, because I think it was just, it was out at the time, and it was like an action movie, and I was like, eh. And it has a cool song that came out of it at the first. It's from Moby. Like, Mo yeah, Moby. they always use it. I liked, I liked that, I liked that song. That was a pretty cool song. So overplayed. Yeah. <laughs> because they do it in all of them. Even the Hawkeye one. 
Yeah. They do it. It's like there's nothing yeah. to do with Jason Bourne. He's like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> even even the the Hawkeye one starts with the ending of the third one, where he's in the water and you think he's dead. Yeah. It starts that way, where he's just this dead body floating, and then it starts swimming again. <laughs> but uh, what's his name? The the guy who plays Jason Bourne, Matt Damon, has said he'll do another one with the guy who plays Hawkeye. <laughs> he'll do it. He'll do a crossover with him. But knowing Damon, Matt Damon, they'll probably do it just to get yeah, it done. Yeah. But they'll have to do it quickly because they're both getting old. Yeah. One final time working together. For sake. Hey, switching gears a little bit. What do you think of the new Matrix movie that's coming out very soon? Uh, eh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I kind of skipped all the, the speculation. Okay. Is it in the real world? Is it still the Matrix? Because it's over, overly glossy. I'll, I'll just wait for it. I, I kind of sidestepped all that discussion. But yeah. I thought you was going to ask me, what did you think about the Hawkeye Marvel series? But you didn't. Have you watched any? Nope. I'm, I want to because it looks... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I've seen the trailer. I've seen everything leading up to it. I was going to ask you about it because obviously we brought up fucking Hawkeye. But it does look pretty good from what I've seen but I've, yeah, I guess you've seen an episode or two I've seen they've released both of the first two episodes is it good? the trailer and the reaction to it is basically oh they're gonna supplant Hawkeye with another woman but they're not doing the dirty on Hawkeye and it seems at the moment 50-50 there's a legitimate character from the girl who is a comic book character and there is a legitimate story for Hawkeye to have because he is trying to come to terms with what, what with what happened after Endgame. And what he, is it the actions of what he did whilst he was in that state where he was, was it the Ro, Rowan? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So what so what happens is that somebody found the Ronin suit and the sword and they're selling it and the girl character steals it because some okay. some robbery happens and the, the bad guys want this watch but she steals the Ronin suit and then people catch her on camera in the suit and they say oh the ronin's back and the bad guys obviously the bad guys that survived know who ronin or know about the ronin but they don't know who ronin is so hawkeye has to get her get the suit and then she's like enamored by him because she they're now saying that she was in the first avengers movie she was a civilian whose building got attacked in the attack of new york because her mom is really rich and she saw hawkeye jump off the building and that's what inspired her to become an archery uh, wizard okay. kind of thing. So, yeah. it's, so it seems very legitimate and you've got to change it because the comics are different now to the movies because the comics were written years ago and the yeah. stories now are different just like they changed Iron Man not into the Vietnam War but the Iraq and Afghanistan War yeah. so it's updated for modern so I actually don't mind the character as much and it isn't all just girl power and he does have to he does have to rescue her but with Hawkeye there's a he goes to a uh, stage production of end of the first Avengers, they do a state New York stage production. Yeah. And um, oh, what's that punchline? They, there's basically a song built out of a Captain America punchline, and it, oh, it's really clever, that, actually. I, is it? Is it? I get that reference, or something stupid like that, or no? It's an or, actual thing that he said, but I don't. Is it the I can do this all day catchphrase? Yes. That one? Yes. yes. That's it. Thank okay, you. Cool. It's the song is basically like I can do this all day. Okay. Cool. And the all the all <laughs> I think so I read that it, they use an actual, they use an actual, um, you know, theatrical musical stage. Yes, people for this thing. Yeah, yeah. it looks legit. It's like, oh yeah. shit, I want to see the stage production because, <laughs> you know, they dress up really well, and you know, they have to do, actually create some kind of stage production to show you what 
the characters are watching as a stage production. So you know it exists in some form. But he's watching it and he's upset because some of those people in that stage production don't exist. Yeah. So he, so he goes to the toilet because he wants to leave early. He goes to the toilet and as he's taking a pee on the latrine, it says Thanos was right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck. So he's taking a piss. Thanos is right because that's like a meme from Reddit and shit. And then this guy is next to him and he's like, can I get a photo? He's like, dude, this is not the right time. So then he's washing his hands and he's like, can I get a photo? <laughs> is this a good time? <laughs> so there's some commentary there from from within him and about how his story is progressing afterwards. And everyone recognizes him as famous. But at the same time, people agreed with what Thanos did. Maybe because life was better with fewer people on the planet. But also yeah. the fame that comes with it. And he gets free meals and he just doesn't want the attention. And he doesn't want her hanging around him. So that sets up the... The conflict so so far it's, it's written really well the politics aren't aren't there and if there is a supplanting of the male character to the female character then i'm okay with that because it seems so far that he just wants to spend time with his family he isn't a superhero he's just a normal yeah. man who was thrown into it yeah so i'm on board at the moment so it's worth watching i want to give it a go yeah because I, I will definitely be watching that because it did look pretty good mm. it's definitely got diehard vibes because of the Christmas oh, cool. setting, yeah, that not not so much Die Hard, but the writer who wrote the, the movies during Christmas, it's got those vibes. And it could just be because it's Christmas, I don't know, but there is some witty dialogue, and it is, you know, in New York again. Yeah. So who knows? I'm I'm interested to watch the rest of it. So thumbs up. We're going to end this podcast on a positive note. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It looked really good. I was in, I'm definitely interested in watching that. I just can't believe I'm watching it before you. I know. Are you going to be checking out Spider-Man? Uh, I'm not going to the cinema, though, to watch it. Okay. That's the only thing. Although, did you see the trailer? The last trailer they put out? Yeah. Did you see the Brazilian trailer? Mm, no. They fucked up big time in the Brazilian trailer. Oh, they what have they done? You know the scene where Spider-Man is on the scaffolding and he jumps at the bad guys? Yeah, I've, seen, I've heard about this. That is set up to have two other Spider-Man in frame. It has to be. There's just too much empty space. And then there's yeah. a leaked photo of the two other Spider-Men uh, on a green screen on a scaffolding foreground. But yeah. in the Brazilian trailer, you can see the lizard as he's jumping forward and he goes, boosh, but nothing hits him. Yeah, I've seen people screenshot so, that and yeah. say nothing hits him. Yeah, he's getting KO'd by something. So I have seen leaked photos of like, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in scenes but it's like grainy photos and stuff like that and it's like is it real is it not real but it's like it's to gotta be, be surely they have they to have yeah to be. Sony will fuck up big time because the fans are so you know they're saying oh it's Mobius in this TV show oh it's this it's the unnamed one in this TV show and the fans expectations are already so high because it shouldn't be that hard you own all the properties you can do whatever you want and then it's not and it's like come on this is Spider-Man this is almost endgame level of interest in having... It is, yeah. Because people are wanting to see this movie. It's the kind of movie that, I mean, you say you don't want to see it at the cinema, but it's one I'm like, oh, I kind of want to go without being spoiled by everybody. It's like that sort of endgame feeling where I'm like, I have to see it because if I don't see it quickly, I'm going to see fucking spoilers somewhere. And I'm like, I'm going to stay away from the internet. And I'm like, oh, I've got to see this film now because now there's this intrigue and there's this everything's around it and it's like oh man i gotta see it now because it, it's so weird and such a unique sort of thing to have all three fucking spider-mans not not to mention the villains that are in it as well just seeping in and coming into the story i just hope it's done well and it's not shit but 
so far it looks like it's going to be pretty decent, but we'll see. They could fuck it up, but eh, we'll see. How did you feel about the reaction to people getting upset at the joke? Oh, what's your name? O uh, Doc Octopus. That's your real name? And they're all like, <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, it's just a shit cringe joke. Yeah, I saw that. It, well, the, the trouble is, people have, made, people have rightfully pointed out that Spider-Man's humor is like that in the comics. Yeah, which yeah. is fine. That's the comics, and you project onto it how funny that is. But when the movie does it for you, it's like, well, that kind of falls flat. The humor doesn't work. So yeah. while it's probably true to the characters, it's not true to the medium, or it doesn't fit the medium of what you're trying to express. Okay, we get it. You've got a shit name, and it's funny, but you got to think of something better. But then they've got, like, loads of weird... They've got loads of weird character names in his fucking universe. We can't. He's got one called Doctor Strange for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, but but they do that in a clever way because he says, "Oh, in Endgame, obviously, oh, we're using our made-up names." Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a really good sort of self-aware riff on these names, <clears throat> all these secret identities, which actually no one has in Marvel anyway. If you've noticed or realized, no one has a secret identity. Except maybe Spider-Man. Spider yeah. Maybe maybe. Depends what the resolution of the movie says. If the, if everyone does forget about him, mm. no, I hope it's good. Apparently, they they want to do another three movies, like another trilogy of movies with uh, Tom Holland. So, I so thought they were going to do nine. Yeah, there could be more, but I know he's definitely signed up for three or four at the moment. But they probably okay. will. It was rumored at first that he wasn't. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do any more movies after this. But then, obviously. I guess money is talked. <laughs> but wait, you know, I wouldn't blame him. Like, Christ, it's fucking an easy enough gig. It's a gig that's going to pay a fucking shitload of money. And if they do it well, then that's good. It's a positive. It's a bonus. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy with the idea of doing nine of them altogether in three different trilogies of his expressing the different stages of his life because we haven't got to him working at the newspaper yet. He can't always stay at college. He's got to grow yeah. up, and I want that transition. He's a good character to hand over other aspects of the MCU too, since they're not doing a reset from Iron Man to Spider-Man and then whoever comes after Spider-Man. But because he's so young, you can have him for nine movies. Or ten, yeah. technically ten, because he's in Venom too. Yeah. Have you seen Venom? Have you seen the sequel? <laughs> no. Looks garbage. <laughs> it was it's just a throwaway movie. It wasn't bad, it wasn't good, it was just kind of forgettable. And I like Venom and Tom Hardy, you know, the dynamic there and stuff, but they need to get some better they need to get a better writing team. They need to get a better story behind it because yes, and then it's only a garbage. And it needs to be R-rated as well. They can't be having this fucking PG bullshit where it's like Venom's a violent character. You should be fucking biting villains' heads off. You got to show some graphic stuff, and violence there. It needs. Yeah, that. and I believe that Spider-Man got the Venom costume first. So how do you create the drama between Eddie Brock and Spider-Man? Because now Venom wants him or is, is interested in him or something. It's like, why? Yeah, there's why like an interested? end credit why? scene. Yeah, but like, like why? What's, scene. But what's Venom's interest? Because he's been separated. You've created the character away from Spider-Man when he was created for Spider-Man. I'd be interested to see how they do it, but Tom Hardy is wasted in, in those movies. I don't get why he's, he's... He seems proud of them, but maybe he's really good in them. But otherwise, everything else surrounding it... Is he likes the character. I think he likes... To, it's just a shame that the... They need a better writing staff or something on that whole movie. They need a better director, a better writing thing, a better script. Yeah. And then it'd be... I reckon it'd be good. There's it, so much potential there. But it's just like it's wasted. It's Sony's fault for holding on to the property. Thinking they can outbeat Disney. 
Yeah. Well, that's why they're latching onto this deal with Disney for Spider-Man sort of thing. They're, better, they're like, oh, thank God this is successful. But this is, this is going well because they can yeah. attach themselves to this. But hopefully they can learn from this and go, well, get a better writing team director and you could do a decent Venom movie. There's nothing wrong with doing an R-rated Venom movie. It's worked for Deadpool. It's worked for other movies. Just do it. Like, it'll work. They want the money, don't they? They want to make it as accessible as possible. Oh, this, oh, it's just a waste of the character. <laughs> <laughs> really I is. like the way he did that. It is frustrating. It is. How much time have you got? Because we're nearly, we're nearly at three hours. And I know I'm conscious of your bedtime and I've got work to do. But we can go for another 20 or whatever. Fucking hell. Well, not, I don't want to take 20, but I watched... Star Trek uh, Measure of a Man season 2 episode where they send data to to court because there's a scientist that wants to dismantle him for research purposes so then they can make a, a robot army or a robot group of well just a group of robots so that every Federation starship can have a data and Captain Picard makes the point that one we will be judged by other races if we create our own race of robots to work for us you'd have to give everybody to you have to make everybody a commander data and certain amounts of autonomy and let them live with us but he doesn't make that argument but that's the end result if you want to be seen by outsiders to the federation that you're actually a nice group of people but when he describes data he says data at the moment is just one and so he's a curiosity and we treasure him for that but if you make a million of them then you don't care you lose what's special about data of course if you have your own data on board your starship he, he is still special but because there's more than one if you lose this one you don't really care and part of me feels that's what's happening with a lot of content so with this venom they just want to mass market it and it's not a curiosity if you had deadpool if you had dead deadpool level uh gore and stuff and you make it something that people can watch later you hold on to what is true about the character and it becomes a curiosity something to watch when you do get receive your knighthood into 18 years of age but because it's for everybody, it loses that sparkle. And it's not, it's just like, oh, okay, one and done. And then the next one comes out, oh, it's one and done. And it's like, eh, this is what we waited for. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's a bit of a tangent to, me- to mention the Star Trek episode, but I just watched it and it was in my mind and it really stuck with me. This idea of just having one, one of something. And that's the problem with Star Trek, if you want to go back to that. They've got like five TV series. They're all garbage. There's nothing curious about them because they're trying to be yeah. everything to everyone. They should like make one well-written established show rather than many shit cheap fucking shows yeah and it's not for children it's got it's almost r-rated anyway because they swear and there's blood on it so it's weird that sony will pander to a younger age with one character and yet cbs or paramount will take an established entire franchise and then take it out of children's reach and then they'll make oh we'll do a children's version when star trek was fun for all the family but you can't watch picard or discovery with children no. <clears throat> oh well. Shit, I ended on a bad note, didn't I? <laughs> we ended on a bad note now. No, this is a this is a call to action to say we should be invested in quality, not quantity, and praise the uniqueness and the integrity of a character or franchise, and we should respect it rather than just treat it as a money making machine. So that's what it's a call to arms yeah. for. There we go. Or, or uh, even beyond that, just. Create new ones, create new ideas, create new characters, you know? Instead of recycling old ones and ruining fucking old ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, I agree. There's no point doing Twitter, is there? <laughs> There's no point sharing our Twitters because we just talked about... Well, yeah, no one cares. How in, how, <laughs> yeah, how ineffectual Twitter is. But what I will do is I'll put you on the mailing, mailing list, Adam, and I'll give you a name drop. Oh, thanks. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm on Instagram. <laughs>